Hello, I'm Jonathan Flynn, and you're listening to the Curious Bride Podcast, helping out newly engaged couples, current brides, with tips and advice about all things weddings from my experience of photography in the wedding industry, along with previous couples' experience. So, to answer any questions about planning, booking, and ideas for your wedding, I'm here each week chatting to other suppliers and past couples about the good, the bad, and everything you had wished you had known before your wedding day. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Curious Bride podcast with me, Jonathan Flint. Um, Today we're going to go through budgeting um, and explain the booking process in order so that obviously you get an idea of what you need to be thinking about booking, when uh, you need to be thinking about booking them and also how much you can expect to budget towards that particular supplier. Now obviously everybody has their own different budgets that can be from as little as 3,000, which I got married on, uh, 3,000, 5,000, 10 to 15,000, uh, 15 to 20 or above, you know. Um, again, it, there, there's no set amount that a wedding will cost because obviously every wedding is so different. Um, but there are a number of supplies that you can expect to be spending a certain percentage on of your wedding budget. So to set the scene, we, you're going to need to book your venue before you can book anywhere else. Um, So this will give you a number of things. So you'll get your date from this. Hopefully the venue that you want um, has your date and therefore you can get the venue of your dreams. Um, And again, your venue, you'll be paying for your catering, you'll be paying for the ceremony, you'll be paying for accommodation if you're staying the the night before or the night after. Um, So the the venue can be quite a large chunk of your budget. Um, But... Again, it can allow for you to then move forward and um, start booking everybody else once you've got that in place. So other supplies that you may be thinking of, um, you, you, you may need a hair and makeup artist, uh, a photographer or a videographer, your, your flowers for your bouquets and your buttonholes, props if you're if you're using an external company to do um, like giant love letters or table decorations, you, you'll have a cake, uh, your wedding dress, obviously, uh, pretty important for your day along with your your shoes you may go out and buy a nice pair uh, of wedding shoes um the music or dj for the evening or throughout the day um depending on the vibe and the style of your ceremony you may have a harpist or a string quartet or some something like that for the arrival of the guests um and then obviously for the boys you're going to need to be buying suits uh wedding jewelry uh, engagement wings wedding rings um invites and if you've got one or need one um there's also wedding planners um that can be part of your budget so breaking that down um like i mentioned the the venue is going to take up that large chunk uh but the most important thing is to decide on what's important to you don't think that oh i've been to this wedding this this person spent this much on this that and the other it's your wedding you do it your way um a few weddings that I've been to, people have gone very, very over the top with the flowers because the flowers are what was important to them. So, you know, they, they spent thousands of pounds on flowers, had um, lovely bouquets, buttonholes, um, flowers in the church, um, archways uh, outside of the church that had flowers and, and into the wedding reception. They had the same company to come in and do a lot of hanging baskets in and around the reception venue that the, the the um flowers on the on the wedding te- on the on the reception tables um 
But again, with that, you can go as big or as little as, as you wish, just remembering what's important um, and, and how you feel about spending that much money on that product. Um, again, photographers, generally, they're quite um, quite high on the budget. Um, but again, there are people out there who are willing to work and gain experience at the same time as photographing your wedding so you may find somebody who's fresh out of university fresh out of college who's happy to do your wedding day although they've not got the experience obviously taking that risk taking that gamble um you you will be aware of that with what they charge um there's just a handful of things that you need to make sure that they they do have in place such as insurance um you know an understanding of the day rather than being in the wrong place at the right time but more experienced photographers like myself um our prices sort of start around sort of 1500 to, to 2000 which again is, is kind of like um a, a good chunk out of anybody's wedding budget um but again that comes with all of the extra benefits of having an experienced photographer with you knowing what's going to happen knowing how the day's going to run Wedding props such as um, charger plates, cutlery, um, say table centerpieces, giant love letters, all all things like that. Uh, cake table decorations, you know, these are things that I see regularly that make each and every wedding look different and appear personalised um, by that couple who have either gone out and they've, they've thought about what they want and, and done it themselves. There's nothing wrong with doing things yourself to help on the budget or they've used a, an external supplier, uh, a company to come in and dress the venue, make it look incredible with every single thing that they put down. Um, again, you know, they will charge per product, I'd imagine. Um, so that if, if, if the, the way that your wedding looks uh, is important to you, I would, I would definitely recommend hiring uh, an external company. And not only that, it, it gives you that relaxation on the day to know that everything's going to be set up perfectly by somebody else so that you can actually enjoy your wedding day rather than having to go out early to set the wedding day up, come back, have your hair and makeup done, make sure everything's perfect. Um, and again, it just allows you to relax so much more on that wedding day. Likewise with hair and makeup, um, makeup artists and hairstylists I've noticed have generally worked um, for per person price, um, which is great because obviously you know how many bridesmaids you've got. You've got yourself, so if your mum's going to have the hair and makeup done, um, so either they they can factor that into your budget, or you, you've got a set amount in mind as to what you're going to be paying per um, per bridesmaid for the makeup artist and the hairstylist. Um, shoes and suits uh, for the boys, and obviously your shoes. Um, Again, uh, you can either, there's, there's, there's a number of different ways for this. Um, hiring is quite popular. Um, so we can hire wedding suits out uh, and obviously return them post-wedding. Uh, a good thing that I've picked up from a lot of couples in the past is that if you go into um, online shops such as ASOS, they've, they've always got suit sales on. Um, and again, you know, depending on, on how you're looking with your wedding, uh, whether it's a TP or summer or winter wedding, um, it's nice when suits don't all match, so they're all the same cut, but maybe they're slightly different colours. Um, I've seen this done a few times, and they, they all look so, so good uh, alongside the bridesmaids, as they're all different colours. Entertainment can be quite a good one to invest in. Um, 
so the gap between the wedding breakfast and evening guests arriving. Uh, in the past, we've seen magicians, hypnotists, singing waiters. They're, they're really, really good. Um, garden games. A lot of people have garden games if they're weddings in the summer, uh, including mini to crazy golf. Um, we've also had um, bouncy castles. Again, all these kind of things that you've got to kind of decide what's important to you. Um, unless it's a long time between the, the ceremony and the reception. You know, if you've got a, a summer wedding with the ceremony being at 11 o'clock and you're not eating till four, how are you going to entertain your guests till four o'clock? That's a five-hour gap. Well, four-hour gap once the ceremony's finished. Um, just to keep everybody entertained, everybody happy uh, and on their toes, um, it might be nice just to throw in something extra for them to do, and like I mentioned, with uh, entertainment. It's always good to try and think outside the box as well. You know, even as such with your invites, wedding invites don't have to be plain and boring. They don't have to fold out. They can be 3D product. Uh, I know one couple that in the past, they they chose, because their wedding was going to be on a farm, they chose to send out wellies uh, with their invite written on each welly, like a child's welly, uh, just to give that idea that where that wedding was uh, and what the vibe was going to be so that everybody understood that it was on a farm, bring your wellies, We'll have, we're going to have a great time. Um, so, yeah, you know, not everything, again, has to be simple, straightforward. Um, but, again, that's down to what you want uh, and to fit in with your budget. Uh, finally, on the day, you may decide that you, if you're having a wedding at your house or uh, somewhere that is non-ceremonial, you might, you might decide that you need a wedding planner just to help you out and make sure everything runs smoothly on the day. So, with wedding planners, make sure you do your research, that they can offer everything that you need for your particular wedding. Um, but again, a very, very good uh, investment if it's required for your wedding day. A lot of stately homes and churches and, and castles and stuff have their own planner included. Um, but again, it's, it's always good to think if, if you need one, if you don't have one in part of your package. As far as going through the list and thinking in what order do we need to book everything in, um, like I mentioned, your, your venue is definitely number one once you've sorted your date. Definitely grab your venue. Make sure your reception venue, if it's different to your ceremony venue, can do both. Um, so that's your ceremony and your reception on the same day. Start thinking about what needs to go out or what needs to be done first. So a lot of people think that uh, photographers are second on the list and videographers, which is true because uh, past trends show that we were booked sort of 18 months in advance, um, which is pretty early on. Uh, but again, you know, you, you can afford to send out your uh, invites early so that people can save your date uh, and then RSVP within plenty of time before the wedding, before you even think about buying your wedding rings uh, and your shoes and your dress. So think about the time of year as well for your flowers, what flowers are going to be in bloom and and have a word with your florist they should be able to recommend good good time uh, good flower good flowers for that time of year um and again go with your color theme and the, and the biggest beauty of it is obviously once you've got all the staple things in place that you need and you, and you want for your wedding day as as you come closer to your uh, the run-up to your wedding you can then add on little bits here and little bits there so you may have booked your photographer for 10 hours for the day and you're thinking, actually, it'd be nice to have them there right up to the end of the party to get all the good, juicy dance floor stuff. Add on a couple of hours, last minute. I'm sure your photographer will, will, will 
be able to accommodate that. Or if you've not got a videographer, you know, and you've got two months to go, and you've got a little bit of extra cash or a bonus from work, and you wanted to, you wanted videographer, then there are videographers out there that would jump to to for last minute bookings. Um, you know, so think yes, you've got everything in place, you've got your deposits down, you've got your balance ready to pay. And then just add on anything last minute that you think actually, yeah, no, that sounds cool. That's that's brilliant, and that can work within my budget. We don't need to go over budget. Um, as long as you set yourself tasks and targets, then there's no reason why you should spend more than you need. So the plan is for the podcast that um, we will go into so many different avenues of what happens at a wedding, what different types of wedding, who's at a wedding, what what um, supplies do you need to think about for your wedding, um, a list of different supplies. I'll, I'll tr- I'll, the, we're going to be speaking with Emma from Hay Bales Barn in a few weeks' time um, about what she does at her venue, her booking process, what her venue offers that others don't. And then also from here, we're, we're looking for you, the listener, to send in any questions that you've got. It's literally going to open up to be a big FAQ section for newly engaged couples who are thinking, ah, where do I start? Um, so that we can obviously help get the ball rolling, get some ideas in your mind, think about where you want to go with your wedding, and then take things from there. So that's it for episode two. I hope you've got a few bits of information in there to think about. And then um, if you're wanting to get involved, drop us an email at thecuriousbridepodcast.gmail.com. Give us a little follow on Instagram at the underscore curious underscore bride underscore podcast. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Curious Bride Podcast. If you want to get involved, we're on mail at thecuriousbridepodcast at gmail.com. Also, we're on Instagram at the underscore curious underscore bride underscore podcast. Feel free to send us any questions or advice that you have for anybody planning their wedding. See you next week.